0: Aaron Sexton, JD Paquel joining us from On Three Sports. And, um, JD, I mean, you can just imagine. I just can't, I don't even want to, I just need to turn it over to Drake. I mean, the thought of Drake reuniting with you, but before Drake just takes over and, and, and y'all can, I, hey, man, great to, great to have you on. And uh, we've missed you around here, but we've been excited about seeing all your videos. I saw you, uh, I saw you doing some Georgia talk. That was good stuff. I was I was trying to pick up if you if there was a, a little bit of a Georgia accent that you were throwing down. I'd never totally <laughs> noticed that, and I almost sensed it. But uh, JD, welcome, uh, welcome to the program. Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show.
1: No, Matt Drake, I appreciate y'all having me on. Man, this is an absolute blast. It is is phenomenal that we're actually one on together, which which is just oh. making my heart joyful the second that we had college football to talk about so no i appreciate that and i'm glad to be on with y'all in the beautiful city of waco texas
0: all right drake now you and jd first met he came in uh i guess drake probably was what freshman sophomore and uh jd comes to town transfer wide receiver Ah. comes in the portal from cornell uh, Ivy League guy, smart guy, and 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 he and he hooks up with the uh, the man from Arkansas, another smart guy, I should say, Thank from uh, Valonia, Arkansas. And and JD, was that a uh, was that an immediate match, or did you and uh, ah. did it take y'all a little time to kind of get the chemistry going? What was your what do you remember your first meeting with Drake Toll being like?
1: No, man, I remember walking in, and I was this this grad student, like, kind of trying to find my way around, like, just Baylor as a whole and and the whole deal with trying to get into media, and I I walked in. I think it was, like, maybe it was a student radio meeting or something like that. Bruce Geetson's office
2: in the Lariat student media room.
1: Yes, and and Drake is just, like, immediately – one like wheeling and dealing, knows everybody lights up the room very very obviously like the point person and everything so yeah it was uh it was very evident early on like hey get to know that guy and we'll probably be okay so no it was it was definitely an immediate uh immediate chemistry if you will love it love at first sight trick wouldn't you say
2: love at first sight yeah i uh will never forget so when i met jd it was it was in passing and obviously now jd being over at on three sports and national you know you've talked to guys like urban meyer and have some of the biggest names, Kirk Herb Street and sports on your show over there. And so have, your career has taken off and it's been great to see. But remember that a couple of weeks after we met for the first time, I got the China Spring job. When I did, I, my first call was to JD to be my color analyst. And I, I called him and I said, hey, would you do this? And before I could get all the words out, he said yes. He was just you know looking for for work here in Central Texas, and we both found it together. And uh, I called him back about a week later. It's the best part. And I was like, "Hey, man, uh, found out that the pay is seventy-five dollars a game." And JD's response was, "Oh, we get paid for this?" He was going to do <laughs> high school color. Uh, he was going to color analyst for free every week for the China Spring Cougars, and I like to think it all started right there, JD.
1: Without a doubt, man. No, it was it was a blast, and I'm glad. I, we talked about this. Not too long ago on a different platform, but it was a I was like I think I was the dead weight for the Cougs. Oh, after no. that they won two state titles. Like I'm glad that we broke the curse and uh glad to get them some jewelry. But no, pleasure to be on with y'all.
0: All right. And boy, you're putting your predictions out there on on three sports, your conference championship game predictions. You're already you're already out there with all this stuff. And boy, I these Longhorns, it appears that you were buying into the hype. I thought a man who watched all this play out would kind of say, I don't know, I'm not <laughs> going to do what everybody else is doing. But, J.D., apparently you do think Sark, both at quarterback, wide receiver, you think he's loaded, and it's time for them in their final year to get it done. Um, are, you, are you still a little bit skeptical, or you just think they've got too much talent not to uh, not to win this whole thing this year, at least in the conference.
1: Oh, I'm absolutely both. I mean, t- to your point, kind of going and, and doing uh, what everyone else is doing. I will say, man, I think we are. We we're, we're on the earlier end of making our uh, our predictions, so I guess you could say everyone's kind of doing what we're doing. If, if I'm not, uh, I'm not on the line saying that. But uh, no, I mean, when it when it comes to Texas, in all seriousness, uh, there is one million percent a fear factor that Texas will do something. Uh, very texas like if if that's an appropriate statement to make right now lose a game they shun it or blow a first half lead i think when it when it comes down to and y'all know this as well as anybody at this point in the year we kind of got to wipe this slate clean take a look at the rosters take a look at what the schedule says and when you look up and down you know who they're going to play like they're going to have a better roster than probably all but what Alabama and Oklahoma's improved and things like that. But I still don't trust them to be superior to what Texas has talent wise. So the talent really isn't the question. I think that the biggest differentiator for me from this Texas team, to previous Texas teams is there's so much more depth on this Texas team. than I think they've had in the past. And that goes from the receiver room to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, have look at the quarterback room. Like I think for Texas, if it's not this year, I'm not saying it, it can never happen. If it's not this year, but if it's not this year, you start to raise an eyebrow and say, okay, you know, where's this thing going? Because it's not getting easier head to the SEC. So I like the depth, and I also like the fact that it's it's a third year culture. Now, what does that equate to? I guess we're going to get to see. But yeah. I think there's there's really no more excuses for Texas at this point for them not to get it done. And so at this point, I'm I'm you know whether it's uh, for better or for worse, I'm, I'm kind of trusting trusting the uh, the paper right now, and I think Texas gets it done.
2: J.D., every three to five years, it's J.D. Piquel of On3Sports here on the Matt Mosley Show. Every three to five years for UT, we have the same conversation. Oh, every analyst would be stupid not to pick Texas to win the Big 12. And what do they They go seven and six. It's, just, it's what happens. But again, every analyst, you'd be silly with what the, the talent of the squad has, not to put them at the top of this league. But you still don't have them. You don't have a single Big 12 team. In your college football playoff. You have Georgia, Michigan, USC, your USC Trojans. And then I find it interesting you have Alabama meeting undefeated Bama, undefeated Georgia, meeting the SEC championship, and they both, they both make it in. I, do you think Georgia repeats is this a, a third national championship for the dogs who you have in your final four?
1: I do, man. I, I think oh. it's Georgia, Michigan. I think Georgia gets I think it's a three peat. And it's one of those things too. Like we look at where Georgia is right now, and uh, I'm actually prepping for a, a segment tomorrow. And one of the, like the key talking points is, hey, Georgia, if, if they don't look like a national championship caliber team in September or October, like I right. would be very, very slow to define them or call them, you know, a certain team that's not going to, you know, win the SEC or whatever, just because. Uh, they're breaking in some new pieces at some really important spots, right? Like the OC spot, you have Mike Bobo now from Todd Munkin, you got Carson Beck playing quarterback from Detson Bennett riding off into the sunset. And I mean, that, that may take a second to mesh, but the schedule is situated for them to where they don't need to play their best ball till November. And they bring back 70% of that production on defense, even with all they lost the NFL, like just going back to what we know right now in August, it's very, very difficult for me to pick against, you know what George is bringing to the table here, and I truly, I don't think the offense misses too much of a beat when they when they hit meaningful games against Ole Miss and Tennessee towards the end of the year. So, I like the dogs, and if, if anyone's going to Pete, I think it's Kirby and Company.
0: Well, you see JD with all the uh, the, the hand gestures uh in it on three the georgia helmet behind him oh, awesome. he just kind of got that he's got that look about him and he and he and t- sometimes some of these videos jd who's obviously still working out will put a fairly tight t-shirt on something something <laughs> jd i would never try but i respect it and uh and you've got carson beck is the guy at georgia saying but rent is going to be due every week it's always interesting when there's this power like georgia and like a name like carson beck is new to some of us now i'm sure he's like some kind of five star and he's going to be great and all of that because it seems like a plug-in play but isn't that interesting when you do kind of have to go listen if this guy's not good to go there's probably two other great ones waiting in the fold is that the case like how sold are you on that georgia quarterback
1: Yeah. I mean, for starters, first, I'll get both of y'all fitted for some, some t-shirts Then we'll figure out how to get this to you to make, you know, to kind of recreate that over there in, uh, in Waco. But no, in regards to your question, (laughs) I mean, they're just, they're so loaded. And I mean, like you saw, we, we saw Oklahoma a couple of years ago with Spencer Rattler, the minute he underperformed against Texas, it was like, well, we got this other kid, Caleb Williams. He's, he's pretty okay. We're going to throw him in there and, and get his feet wet. And they never looked back. So I mean, I, I do think that Carson Beck will go wire to wire. Like, I think he's going to be the guy for them. But I think the the deal with Georgia and the way that Kirby has now elevated that brand on the recruiting trail, like, that, that's part of why you sign up to go to Athens. Whereas, you know, for a lot of teams, it's, hey, come here. You'll play pretty early. You're going to be our guy. I, you know, for, for Kirby, he's saying, well, we have two other five stars. We have a four-star and a five-star in that room. Come play. Come see where you stack up. And at the very least, you're going to get the most out of your abilities and you'll find out how good you could truly be. And, uh, and I think that's kind of where they are in the quarterback right room right now. I mean, common sense will probably tell you with the other two studs they got coming from the high school ranks with Dylan Royal and Ryan Puglisi both being top 10 guys, um, in their respective classes. Like, you know, the, the law of nature says you probably can't keep everybody in that room, but for Carson Beck, man, if there's any slip up for him, he's not going back to his room at night saying, hey, it's great being the quarterback in Georgia. Man, it feel, feels good to be QB1. He's saying, I got to bring it tomorrow because I got two other cats in that room that that want to take my job and are good enough to do so if I don't bring it. So uh, I do think it goes wire to wire, but, but I think it is one of the situations where there's so much talent, it's going to elevate everybody's play.
2: J.D., I want to hop back to Big 12 country where you and I shared a desk for Nine months on a – six months on a radio show, a few months on a pregame show, and got to work day to day. And, again, just an an unbelievable program and an opportunity to get to work and grow with you. And I know you've got roots over here still in Waco, somewhere – the place you got married, Waco, Texas. And, brother, the Big 12 now with Colorado and BYU and Arizona, Arizona State and Utah and UCF and Utah, the list goes on, of these new teams in this league – Deion Sanders seems like a big dog to own this thing. BYU's got a huge brand. Utah is winning Pac-12 championships every year. Who who's the big dog of this new eight teams making up the Big 12 in 2024?
1: I don't know about y'all. I am I am fascinated by UCF as long as Gus Malzahn oh. is there. I mean just just to be just to be in the state of Florida and to have all the talent in that state surrounding them, and now they've got that Power Five brand there. I got Power however many conferences we're going to have kind of branding to go in and, you know, take to Miami and to, you know, Tampa and to, you know, just insert whatever school you want to that's in their 100 to 200 mile radius. Like they're going to be able to recruit, I think at a really elite level. And also like, it's going to be a tough trip for teams to take to, to go all the way down to Orlando and play in the bounce house. Like that's not going to be a, a leisurely trip, both from a travel standpoint and from a game day experience. So I think, I think as long as Gus Malzon is there and as long as, as you know UCF is able to have some kind of success early on to build upon and, and to market to recruits, I think they're going to be a force here uh, in the next couple of years. I mean, even this year with John Rice Plumley, like if he's able to kind of take that next step, which is kind of the everyone's favorite buzzword, everyone's favorite phrase right now, if the quarterback takes the next step, you know. But I mean, with, with him and how mobile he is and, and how he fits in that offense, uh, I think they could do some really good things.
0: Doesn't it sound like a bluegrass singer or something. John Reese Plumley. just um, seems like <laughs> he could be a of mine, guy. Old
1: I got
2: to tell that story
0: sometime. Who is that? John Reese Plumley. John Rice Plumley. Yeah,
2: yeah. John Rice Plumley. Good guy. Really good guy. Smart guy too. You would JD, like JD,
0: I mean, is this? Do you know about this friendship with the UCF quarterback? Have you heard this story?
1: Man, I, I don't. But I don't doubt it for a second.
0: Okay, I I mean we 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 can't do this right now JD, but I do I do want to hear <laughs> Rainy about day. this. Any day. Uh JD Pacheco on 3 Sports with us. What do you think about the Bears this season? X-factor type team in the Big 12 and are you sold on shaping? Blake Shapin that he can learn from what happened last season and bounce back and maybe show some of that promise that made the Bears decide to go with him? over Gary Bohannon where are you kind of on the uh on the shape are you on the bandwagon are you back on it what are you are you kind of in wait and see mode
1: no I am I'm, I'm on the bandwagon for now I mean I, I think and Drake you could attest this as well probably probably you as well Matt the day that he stepped in in that big 12 title game there's obviously a little bit of the factor of okay well there's not much film on him so maybe that plays his advantage but like that was an enormous spot and he just looked like he belonged, and he was dealing. I mean, I don't remember what his stat line was in the first half, but it was nearly perfect. Um, and so, so much of the it factor with Blake Shape and I think is still there. I kind of have a hard time buying that he somehow just regressed from that point. Forward this past season, I think the real thing we saw last year, y'all, was just the lack of weapons he had yeah. around him compared to what he had in that Big 12 title game. I mean, no, no Tyquan Thornton, no Abram Smith, no Drew Estrada. Like there was no guy that was kind of the alpha dog wide receiver. And so in that way, I mean, I love what Baylor did in the portal, went to Arkansas and gotten themselves a, a receiver from from your hometown Razorbacks, Drake. I mean, they seem like they are are very high on him from what I understand. Um, I'm curious to see how they surround him. I know Monterey Baldwin's a guy. I know he's got some juice and he's a, he's a speedster, but I'm just wondering if a true number one wide receiver shows himself this year, how much that elevates his play. So I, I think that's the big thing for Blake Schiff. And I think he's got it. I'm just curious what they do around him.
2: That's good. That's a great segue from the conversation, Matt, that you and I just had about the receiver room and who starts uh, but JD, man, I, I could tell stories all day. I especially when I, I kept telling people you had three touchdowns in the season opener for Cornell, but it actually <laughs> said three touches. I just misread the uh the Cornell game book. Also, you would listen to Marty Smith's book every Friday to get ready for high school football broadcast. Marty Smith's high school football bro- or high school football book. Uh, and that's where I want to go. Friday night is coming up. Try to spring Cougars. Other area teams are getting ready to kick things off here, many of which will be on our family of stations. Uh, your experience with the Cougars, high school football in Texas, do you, do you still get those jitters? And do you miss it now being out in Nashville covering the college game?
1: Man, I'll tell you this. So my wife is actually out of town this Friday. She's going back to Texas to see her mom for her birthday, for her mother's birthday, that is. Okay, okay. And so I, I have Friday off during the college football season. Off, obviously used very, very loosely. Uh, my my main mission this Friday is to find a high school football game to go to and be in attendance for. Yeah. Uh, because, Drake, I mean, you, you know this. They're, they're just, there's nothing like it, man. Saturdays are incredible. Saturdays in the fall are second to none. But there's something also about just – all Fridays in, in, any given town in the state of Texas. So I'm going to go see how it measures up in the state of Tennessee, or if we got to drive to Georgia to go see some studs, but to answer your question directly, uh, 1000% miss it. It's, there, there's nothing like it. That is hilarious that you remember. Yeah, man, I, I'd pop in the audio book and listen to Marty Smith's chapter about his high school football experience. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's, 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 it's nothing short of magic. So uh, no, absolutely looking forward to a uh, high school football season and looking forward to tuning in to some China spring games. Hopefully. Always
0: welcome at Cougar Stadium, J.D.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm going to have to make good on that one of these days.
0: J.D., uh, we appreciate it. I would like On3Sports uh, to do more Ivy League talk and I think like a <laughs> Cornell-Princeton type preview. I could see you maybe doing some stuff with that. Just kind of a weekly quick hit sponsored by one of those big Ivy Leaguers. <laughs> So don't yeah. You know, I know you're way into the SEC now. What Gators and Utes? By the way, won't that be interesting? I think the Gators are Ooh, coming yeah. to Salt Lake City. Let's see how they do in that altitude. You'll keep an eye on that. And the Utes, of course, come to Waco. But just give that some thought. A little Ivy League talk on on three uh, sports.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's uh, it is a supply and demand game. So we'll see if we can get some uh, some demand. But uh, I think this is a good start, and we definitely have the supply for uh, for those looking for it. But no, I, I mm-hmm. appreciate that, Matt. Yeah. Absolutely, will uh, be a fun season, man.
0: Okay, text me any advice, uh, kind of how to, to work with Drake. Any secrets that you have? Good luck. So far, so far, he's been extremely shy. Really having trouble. The only time he's ever gotten <laughs> quiet on me, I made some point about my father's. Collegiate history, and I thought it was kind of a neat nugget. And he just vanished on me. It was was kind of like sentimental. It was real sweet. I got. I I think he just wanted to let the moment breathe a little bit. Your moment, which I I don't know if that's what Drake's known for. But um, man, so far so good. And JD, you and Drake did some really fun things together, and uh, it'll be fun. We need to. Drake though loves. He likes being on video, so the thought of a true radio without a camera. I think is bothering him, God so bless. I give him. I bet he can go like one more week, okay. and then he'll have a he'll have a camera on himself up there. JD, do you agree with that?
1: I mean, when you when you're a good looking guy like Drake, stop, I mean, you guys. He never finds you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just it, it is what it is. So, uh, in terms of advice, though, working with Drake, I would say let's stock up on all the caffeine we can. And make sure Superman's got his fuel. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that's another memory I remember, Drake, from the press box. Like, that, there there were pre game gas station runs to make sure the crew had their insert whatever energy drink you want to put in there. So, that, that would be the only, uh, the only pro tip I would have. But, man, I am, I am fired up as soon as y'all show routinely. Um, two of the best in the industry, and, and I'm excited to, uh, to make sure I'm locked and loaded with y'all. So, thank y'all for having me on, man. This, this has been a
0: yeah. fun. Kind of interesting. The ATOs would just have caffeine. I, they were used to be known for having other things in their drinks. Uh, JD, great to uh, <laughs> oh, great, 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 great to, fire geez. and shot. Aaron, can we go back to when JD called hey, me good looking J- and clip that, please? Yeah. JD, appreciate you, buddy. You're doing great work, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: I appreciate y'all, man. We'll do this again real, real soon. Y'all are awesome. Thanks, JD.
0: There he goes, JD Pakel. and. Uh, He's a uh, good guy, good friend of Drake's, and so glad to have him involved. I mean, go sell it, Drake. You're you're like, a, I mean, you're a big time sales guy as well. Go sell a spot for J. We'll just have JD on once a week. I mean, Uh-oh, he's really, he's really. He good. did call yeah. me good looking, Matt. Did you hear that again, well, Aaron? Yeah. We, do we
2: have that clipped? Aaron's Feels recording. Like,
0: no, Aaron. Aaron has no interest in finding that, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's a wise move.